Hello everyone, this is Myra with Holly Pulley's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga podcast. Good to be here with you. We're continuing our exploration of freedom and how Ayurveda and yoga can support your experience of it inside and outside of you. Freedom in all parts of life, in relation to ourselves, to other people, to everything in nature and, and beyond that. It is life. This month, let's take a look at freedom in money and how practicing Ayurveda and yoga can give you the freedom you desire. Money is a medium of exchange, most typically for goods and services. It can come in a lot of different forms, such as an official uh, note issued from a government, an officially issued coin, or gold or silver. And then we also experience it now as a, a number deposited into an account online. And then we also have these things called cryptocurrencies. Most often, we're working with negotiable paper notes from governments. That's all it is. To say freedom in money makes sense when we see it as a flow. So with an exchange, we need a flow. With anything in life, if we try to hoard it, it's going to bring us suffering. And this is a, a parigraha from the Yamans and Niyamas of Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. It's the, the notion of non-hoarding. In other words, not taking more than I need and not hanging on to things. We also think of money as wealth, such as our assets of various types having monetary value. But is money wealth? What is wealth anyway? Well, the dictionary definition these days is an abundance of material possessions or resources. Resources in terms of exchange or use. Or affluence. Having a lot. A lot of what? We'll come back to this. Let's take a look at what's going on inside and see how it impacts the outside. Some of us think of money as security. If I have just enough money, I'll be okay. But that isn't always the case. We find out when our health goes down and all the money in the world isn't going to fix it. We can have a different idea about that. Then there's scarcity thinking. I don't have enough. But what is enough? Is there ever enough? I've known people with bank accounts with many zeros that never have enough. This is fear and maybe some attachment to an image. Fear that comes when we don't have a good sense of connection to our innermost self or a spiritual connection, you might say. And it's with this scarcity mentality that we're not able to let things flow. And then we end up keeping 
really wonderful things out of our lives. You know, there's a saying that you can't receive anything with a closed hand. In order to have it flow out, you must let it in. And this opens up that notion of santosha or contentment, also from the Yoga Sutras. Am I willing to be content with what I have? It doesn't mean that we can't have desires. Desires are the energy that move us forward. But contentment or santosha is what allows us to take that next step freely. I hear people say, I don't have enough money. I can't do what I want. And then it starts the thinking that it's the money that is the issue, rather than how we're thinking about it and how we see our lives. That kind of thinking actually changes our behavior. It'll change our behavior at a job or in our own business, in all of our activity. It really doesn't matter which one. It's the energy behind it that matters. It's, it's the attitude. It's, we're putting forth an energy with our thinking. When I first started teaching yoga, I did it for free. People came and, and then more started coming. It took a little while and then I was given an opportunity to get paid and then to rent a small space. And the price for a class was easy to establish. At that time, it, there, wasn't, there wasn't competition and it was just very simple. And it was going okay. I had an honor system where the students would put the money in a basket and it worked just fine. And then I started getting into that mode where I wanted to bring in more money. So I started fiercely counting the money after each class, concerned that someone hadn't paid when actually they forgot and were bringing it the next time. So all of this is going on when I really just could have been grateful that I had the opportunity to teach and that people were actually coming back. After all, I was new at it. Who said anybody was going to come back? So when this mentality of lack was pointed out to me and fear pointed out by my teacher, I stopped counting and the students came. I changed my energy and every now and then I'd start counting again and thinking about it, worrying about it a little bit. Yep. And then they stopped coming. Literally I'd have nobody come or maybe there'd be one person show up when it was typically 12 or 15. So just like everything in nature, Money needs to flow. It flows in and it flows out. And for me, it was a big learning to appreciate whatever I received. And that everything in life ha has a lesson for me. When we worry, it's one of the most damaging things we can do to our health and our well-being. The body cells constrict. Prana, our life force, stops flowing. 
the doshas become imbalanced and this affects our mental, physical and spiritual health. The doshas being how the elements function in us. When we get disconnected from ourselves, disconnected from our body and easily distracted by things outside of us. And so the thinking will become, I need to do something or I need something I don't have. So there's a lot of grasping that happens. And money is a common distraction or a pacifier in this situation. Thinking that there's not enough money reduces the space for more of it to come in. And all of this is a sign of excess vata dosha. The worry, the mental pain, depression, anxiety. There's a, a sharpness that happens and things don't flow well. And frequently it comes as a result of an imbalanced diet and overactivity, doing too much. Too much movement, whether it's running or driving or flying in airplanes, too much talking and not enough sleep. This is a big contributor. And you put all those things together and it's really easy to feel disconnected. And this is the vata dosha going into excess. Sometimes we experience memories or impressions from the past that also bring up fear. And they're called samskara in yoga, and they're a great opportunity to evolve in life. We carry them around unresolved for ourselves. And they may even feel irrational at times because they are, because it's not now, but it certainly feels like it's now. And that's why sometimes you'll hear the, the word fear referred to as false evidence appearing real. And so the main thing is that we, we need not feed it. So we can learn to clear the charge off of that samskara from that memory from the past. And this is our opportunity for freedom. When I was growing up, there was a time where my father made some choices that put us into financial difficulty. And that, and I, and I can, I, I remember I f look back at it now and I, it was as if I rode that wave with them and went into my adult life still down in the trough. <laughs> yeah, and it's taken quite a bit to actually to clear the charge off of that from the past. But it's, it's the process of life. As children, we experience stress and fear about money in the family, and it does, it creates some scar that we carry into our adult life. And it can have a large impact on how we approach life and the use of money. Another one I grew up with was to always get a deal and you know, until it was pointed out to me, I, I, I didn't know there was any other way to do it. But when I realized this, 
and, and was introduced to this notion of the flow of energy. It made all the difference in my life. I didn't need to be looking for a deal. I just needed to look for what I needed, where I was going, and how can that exchange take place where everybody comes out feeling good. We may equate money with happiness. And this is sure to take us down a dark hole. It can facilitate activities or the acquisition of stuff. It can make some things easier. And sometimes people have a lot of money and are so scared of losing it that they aren't able to enjoy it at all. That fear of losing something we have or not getting something we want, it will drive us to dysfunctional behavior and, and discontent with everything. You know, we can become really attached to money or to stuff. In our societies, we've been led to believe that external validation based on the amount of money we earn is one of the main things that constitutes success. Looking good on the outside. But it doesn't translate inside. Here's another point about money. It's often used as an excuse for not taking steps forward in life when we're actually just afraid of the unknown. And this is another place where keeping vata dosha calm makes all the difference in our ability to move forward in life. Having the freedom to invest money in yourself is an energetic shift, a change of perception. Seeing the long-term investment rather than focusing on the fear of not having enough. I mentioned the flow of money and the flow of life. Spending money is a way to get to participate in life. So for example, if you want more things wrapped in plastic, then you keep buying them and more will be produced. If you want to support your local artisans or farmers, then invest with them to create the community you want to live in. One could say it's a way of casting a vote and it makes a difference in the world. How you spend or save money is a statement about your priorities in life. Make sure you're being true to yourself. So the other side of that scarcity coin is abundance thinking. Going through life with faith or trust in the flow of life and allowing the money to flow, to flow in and to flow out. Earlier, I asked, what is wealth? What is affluence? And I'm reminded of the saying, we must give it away to have it, whether it's money, service to others, or our love. The flow of life, whether it's money, our energy, or our love. So go with the flow of your life. I hope these questions and thoughts will stimulate you to find your freedom in money 
it's a powerful part of the movement of our energy and the human experience. Embrace it to create what you want in life. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, Join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halipule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.